Hello and a groovy welcome to Retrospection, a podcast in which we take on an old TV show and film as if it should be given immortality or fed garlic until it shrivels and dies. My name's Colin, and you would play your brains against mine? Against me, who has commanded nations? Yeah, you wish. Mm. And my name's Paul, and the full extent of my wild ways is half a pint of lager now and again. That's not true. I don't think you even know what half a pint is. <laughs> it's it's, you've heard it's about, about that much, isn't it? Yeah, you've heard about it, but you think it's a myth. <laughs> kind of like Dracula. Oh, he's very, he's very real. Mm, in this episode, we're sticking a stake through Dracula, AD 1972, when Johnny Alucard raises Count Dracula from the dead. In London in 1972, the Count goes after the descendants of Van Helsing. They do. The film stars Christopher Lee as Count Dracula, Peter Cushing as Professor Lorimer Van Helsing, Stephanie Beecham as Jessica Van Helsing, Caroline Monroe as Laura Bellows, mm. Marge Hunt as Gaynor, Michael Coles as Inspector Murray, and Michael Kitchen as Greg. Well, I mean, you say it stars Christopher Lee as Count Dracula, but blinking you'll miss him. Yeah, I think he's, he's in. Not in. He's not in it much, is he? Ah, yeah, I guess not. I didn't really think about it though. Which means you know his presence carried through the film even when he wasn't in the scenes. His presence? Oh, I didn't know it was his birthday. Oh, oh. The jokes this early? Wow. I, I saw an opening and I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. You, I've heard that about you before. Uh, what? So directed by Alan Gibson, written by. Don Horton, and music by Michael Vickers, who was a former member of Manfred Mann. And it shows. Right, it certainly does. So do you have any info about the uh, film? Uh, well, um, Don Houghton was a, a Doctor Who writer. Was he really? He was, yeah. This was his big break into movies. Was it? I mean, was it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's big breaks and then there's big breaks, you know? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Oh, now I've got the theme tune to that Jim Davison quiz show in my head. So did I. <laughs> That's going to be annoying. <laughs> oh, I miss those days. Yeah, um, so it's the seventh film in the Hammer Dracula series. Seventh. Mm. And th there's one more after this. Also contemporary, right? Yes, mm. Satanic Rites of Dracula. Hmm. So, mm. <laughs> I like a satanic rite. I've heard that. Yeah. 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 So um, at this point in Hammer's lifespan, James Carreras had pretty much sort of left the film business. He was the, the, the guy that was in charge of Hammer up to that point. Oh, okay. And he, he was just basically using these films as a way to fund his other um, drug pursuits out. in oh, life. Oh, okay. Sorry. I've... No. <laughs> <laughs> But he, he he wanted to be um, he wanted to be uh, a big wig amongst the the toffs, if you get my meaning. I kind of do, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he thought the money uh, he could do, get from this yeah, would pretty, buy his way. Pretty. Okay. Yeah. Um, the original title for this was Dracula Chelsea 1971. Oh. Worst football pool score ever. <laughs> oh, football joke. <laughs> I ain't got a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible title. It is, yeah, it is. 
and apparently they changed it because by the time it was released, Chelsea was no longer the place to be anymore. Oh, it wasn't the swinging place of London? N- not anymore. All the swinging uh... 60s thing had finished by that point. So. Okay. Everyone knows that Christopher Lee didn't want to do this film, and there's all those stories about Hammer saying that people's jobs were at risk if he didn't do it. You say everybody knows. I didn't. Well, if you know, if you know Hammer, everyone knows it. Just not you, apparently. No, and I'm not afraid to admit it. That's why you're here. <sighs> Should we listen to the trailer? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Let's play that baby. Yesterday, Dracula was the most fearsome being the screen has ever seen. Today, tonight, you, you, you could be Dracula's next victim. Something new, yet as old as time. Come on, Johnny. A date with the devil. Are you ready? He's ready. He's waiting to freak you out. Right out of this world. Died September the 18th, 1872. A hundred years ago to the day. You who witness it must swear before the name of the devil to keep it secret. Who knows about vampires, for God's sake? My grandfather died fighting a vampire. The most terrible, the most dangerous vampire of all time. The year is 1972, a leap year in horror, a vintage year for vampires. A time for the masters of horror to meet again in the 20th century. It's a great trailer, isn't it? Yesterday, today, tomorrow, Thursday, next week, whenever. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the bit in the trailer where it goes, you, you, no, you, you will be Dracula's next victim. <laughs> and there's a line where he goes, you who witnessed it. But it sounds like he's going, you who witnessed it. <laughs> <laughs> there's another great line that says, he's ready to freak you right out of the grave. Yeah, a leap year in horror. A vintage year for vampires. Also, rather good year for wine. 
They don't make trailers like this anymore, do they? No. It, it's clearly being sold on the fact that it's a Peter Cushion and Christopher Lee Dracula reunion as well, even though they have, what, one scene with each other at the end of the movie? Yeah, and at the beginning. Oh, yeah, I suppose there's that yeah, as well, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, but... Oh, yeah, there you go. Also, it makes it look like it's some kind of psychological horror film. <laughs> and then they intercut all the swinging London stuff in it as well, don't they? Yeah. And it, I, I love the caption that says, featuring the band Stoneground. Oh, yeah, as if you're supposed to go, wow, Stoneground? How did they get those people? It's like, hey, hey, it's got Stoneground in it. Let's go watch that one. Stoneground? No. Who the hell is Stoneground? <laughs> I've no idea. <laughs> they're not bad though. No, I mean, we'll talk about them in a minute, but they're not—they're not that bad. But playing in somebody's living room is probably the biggest gig they've ever had. This film's probably the biggest gig they've ever had, isn't it? I think. Did they exist outside of this film? I guess they must have done. <laughs> not for long. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I, I like the trailer. In some ways, I like the trailer more than the movie. Yeah, the trailer certainly grabs your attention. It does. It does. Are, are you talking about any particular points that grab your attention in the trailer? No, no. Just the general swinginess of it. Right. Okay. I thought. I thought that's probably what it was. Yeah. 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 Okay. So shall we? Shall we crack on? Absolutely. Whip crack away. All right, okay. So we open on a, a coach racing down a country road with Van Helsing and Dracula locked in mortal combat on the roof mm. as the horses race race out of control. Yep, shooting day for night. Well, it's a given now at this point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Put something blue on the lens and go for it. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're not shelling out for night shoots at this point in Hammer's uh, lifespan, are we? No, no. No. And then it assumes that you've got some background with the film that you know who's who because it doesn't, you know, that doesn't tell you. And it's kind of like a Bond opening, right? Action sequence. I was going to say that later. Oh yeah, all right. I was. Yes, it is. It's it, it's like when you you're coming in on Bond's last mission, aren't you? Ooh. <laughs> okay, I don't want to be coming in on Bond's last mission. <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy seconds. I don't know where he's been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so we get a voiceover. <clears throat> oh, oh, you're going to do ready? the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. I, I, I'm not going to miss out this, am I? So, the year is 1872. The nightmare legend of Count Dracula extends its terror far beyond the mountains of Carpathia to the Victorian metropolis of London. Here in Hyde Park, the final confrontation between Lawrence Van Helsing, breathe, and his arch enemy, the demon vampire Dracula. Very good. How was that? How was that right? So, so I've, got, I've, got, I've got a problem with this. Mm, tell me what your problem is. Okay, so... Oh, sounded like a professional then, didn't I? Like a doctor. Tell me what your problem is. Well, I've got this itch. Oh, let's take two of these. And never call me again. <laughs> Boom. That's where you got it from. <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, well, if you hadn't, you want to get the itch. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. 
Are you done? Are you done with the? Uh... I'm done. All right, finished. Okay. Well, sorry. The first, the last film is called Scares of Dracula. It was, which we've covered. You, yes. Check out previous episodes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that one? <laughs> no. For a second, I didn't. Did you notice? For a second, I was like, huh? I did. I saw. The, I saw the little light go on in your eyes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we've done yeah, that. Yeah, we've done that one. Okay, so that was the previous one to this. Okay, which doesn't end. Yeah. No, that was I... set in Transylvania. But the movie before that was Taste the Blood of Dracula, which is set in England. Hmm. So I like to think that this is a direct sequel to Taste the Blood of Dracula and that Scars of Dracula was actually set somewhere between the third and the fourth movie. What do you think of that? I'm sure this is interesting to somebody. Well, me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, so... It, it, it just seems an odd choice to miss out Scars of Dracula, whereas they've always been quite linear up to this point. Oh, um, do you have any you know, knowledge of reasons why? They had to move it to England, and so this is the only way, right? Yeah. But it's the kind of thing they do all the time, that movies, isn't it? You think of the Halloween movie that was a direct sequel to the first Halloween movie. Yeah, and the new Terminator movie that's coming out this year, which is a direct sequel to one and two, and missing out three, four, and however many we're up to at this point. Mm. Okay. Well, usually that's oh? because someone else has made them, like a different company, and it's switched or things have changed. This is Hammer making their own film. So you'd think they'd have some kind of link between them. Yeah, I think they just were desperate to, to move Dracula into a contemporary setting because most horror films at that point were in a contemporary setting. That makes sense. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the record, it didn't bother me. Well, it wouldn't, would it? No. Because you don't care. Well, no, it's because I didn't have the knowledge. <laughs> well, now you do. Yeah, I still don't care. I've, I've, imparted, I've imparted the knowledge onto you. You have. I've... I've, I've, I've Shot the knowledge all over you. And I'm, I'm licking the knowledge off. What, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, 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 anyway. So, uh, Van Helsing and Dracula, let's get back to the movie, uh, fighting atop the speeding coach. Mm-hmm. Dracula has him by the throat when suddenly the reins snap. Van Helsing is thrown clear and the coach smashes into a tree. Bits everywhere. Bits everywhere. Funnily enough, there's a big bit in Dracula. Yeah, a broken carriage wheel. Yeah, Van Helsing is groggy, but he gets to his feet, only to find that Dracula has been impaled by a spoke from the broken wheel. Which I like. That's uh, bloody unlucky, really, if you ask me. Um, you like that, do you? I like it. I think it's a good idea. Well, it's something they've never done before. Yeah, I think someone sat there and went, what's, what's sharp and pointy on a, on a carriage? What about those spokes in that wheel? Oh, yeah, let's use I think it's a good idea. I like it. When he comes around from the carriage and he's got it embedded in him, I liked it. I think the worst one that they use in one of the films is from um, Dracula's Risen from the Grave, where at the start of the movie, someone throws a massive cross which sticks in the ground. Mm. And then later, Dracula happens to fall on it. Yeah, I prefer this one. So this is all intercut with shots of a mysterious man on horseback racing to the scene. Yep. Uh, Van Helsing and Dracula struggle again, and Van Helsing tries to force the spoke deeper into the vampire's heart. So finally succeeding, Dracula goes limp. Hmm. Well, he does. He goes limp. He does. And Helsing watches as the vampire turns to dust very slowly. Yeah. Just just his ring left. I beg your pardon? I know. Make your own joke. Yeah. 
And I did. Sort of. And it was it was amusing in my head. Okay. Yes. So satisfied that a job is well done, Van Helsing collapses and dies. That's what you do after a job well done, don't you? <laughs> Have you been watching again? Yeah, <laughs> just collapses and dies. Now, the effects in this sequence aren't too bad, I don't think. The dissolving the, and the... Yeah, the disintegration. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it... we, all, we all know how they did it, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. It works. Yeah, I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as good as the original um, Dracula movie, but nothing is. Yeah. It's <laughs> just nothing at me. You've got a clue what I'm talking about, haven't you? <laughs> it looks fine. So the mysterious rider arrives and he picks up Dracula's ring. Someone has to. Yeah. And he scoops up some of, some of his ashes into a glass vial and he heads towards a church. It's a very modern-looking vial, though. It, it is, it is, and I think it's the same vial that they used in Taste the Blood of Dracula. <laughs> also, having him dissolve in his ring left, very Flash Gordon-y. Oh, well, there, there's lots of links between Flash Gordon and Dracula. Okay. Oh, God. I'm yeah, the, that's particularly, particularly, yeah, you are, particularly horror of Dracula, where, where they did it first, where, ah. they, where the, um, there's the imprint of Dracula's hand on the floor and, and it glows away and just to leave the ring. They completely stole that in Flash Gordon. Oh, okay. So the guy goes to, uh, the mysterious rider guy goes to a church where there's a funeral taking place, and it's Van Helsing's funeral. That was bloody quick, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you had to those days. Plague, you know, all that stuff. It was I, only the 1800s. It wasn't like the <laughs> Middle Ages. I didn't say which plague. I think it was a... Oh, there's always a oh, plague. Right. Oh, was it one of those plagues? Yeah, there's always a plague. Love someone that was unclean. You're probably going to get one in post-Brexit. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Um, so as Van Helsing's coffin is lowered into the grave, a mysterious man... Oh, sorry. I thought, said, on... I thought you meant Van Helsing was coughing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like he's dead. <laughs> Can anyone hear that noise? That's what killed him. Yeah, he started coughing. Told you, plague. Plague, all right. Always begins with coughing. And ends in a coffin. Yeah, funny that, I know. Yeah? Not really. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) (laughs) So the mysterious man, who's obviously a servant of Dracula at this point. Now, just as an aside, this guy is Johnny Alucard, isn't he? Yeah, I can't... I, I assume so, yes, but... He, it's the same he, actor, isn't it? It's the same actor, but is he a descendant? Yeah. Is he a descendant? Uh, right? could, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, because he talks about his line, doesn't he? Later. Yeah, because he's moving. Because he doesn't get changed until later. Yes, that's right. So he's he's, he's descendant. So he's a servant of Dracula, and he buries some of Dracula's remains in the uh, cemetery grounds and puts a stake in it. Yep, that he took from. No, the, I don't. Uh, I mean a. Uh, uh, Yes, from the wheel. I don't. I, I don't mean a, 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 a you know a, a, a piece of meat or anything. No, no, because that wouldn't last long. No. Although neither would a wooden stake, so you know. Yeah, but they built things a lot better in the 1800s than they do now. It's they made still, them to last, didn't they? It's still wood, Paul. It's wood. Maybe it's got a special varnish on it or something. Oh, that special varnish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's coated in special varnish. Right, got it. 
So we cut from that to an to an airplane flying overhead and one of the funkiest theme tunes ever put to film, I think. I like the transition. And as the credits um, play out, we get shots of modern 1972 London, don't we? Yeah, and you know like how we get mashups in films, like we get G.I. Joe meets Transformers. You know, this could have yeah. been like a Dracula meets the Sweeney. Oh, we get a lot of that, don't we? That would have been good, though. All the way through this film. Just come in the curse pub and like, shut it, we're the Sweeney and we haven't had our garlic. That would have been good, right? It was just like <laughs> punching and... Well, it, it would have it would have been nice if later when we meet Inspector Murray that he's actually Regan. That would have been nice. Yeah, yeah, he just grabs the woman and goes, you slag. Well, I mean, he's written like Regan anyway, isn't he? Kind of. Uh, he's a little more thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, the music's fantastic, and it, it's kind of like a, a 1970s. Um, it's kind of like a Jason King type theme tune, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's very groovy. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to a party in a swanky London club. Yeah, and did you know there's and a guy got... dancing on his own in a green jumper and glasses? Is there really? Yeah, it's like he's at the wrong party. He's like going next door to the mathematician shindig and he just turned up accidentally. He's just on his own, moving backwards and forwards, dressed totally different from anybody else. That that would be us. Anyway, don't you wish you were in the 70s when you see films like this? It's just like constant well, could... parties. Yeah, and no one seems to give a shit what they look like either. No, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, we we missed a. We should have been born in the sixties, not the seventies. That's right, right. We missed a great period. We did, we did. So there's a bunch of hippies that uh, seem to crash the place, and they've they've also booked their own band as well. Because I can't imagine that the people that live there have booked this band. That's one of the things. Like she, the woman, like the mother of one of the people who live in this place, are like, I don't like your friends, you know. And he's like, Well, I didn't invite them. So, at what point did they realize that? The band must have come in, set up the instruments, set up the microphones, tuned up their instruments. Mm-hmm. At what point did people go, hold on, did you invite this hippie band? <laughs> it's not like they just burst in and started playing music. They must have been there a while setting everything up. Yeah, but maybe they're so posh that they're polite and they didn't. nobody wanted to say anything. Oh, right. They just, just tutted you know, and looked away. That, yeah, that British thing. <sighs> Who are these? Well, you say something. No, you say something. I'm not saying anything. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe that's what happened, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So amongst the trendy young guys and girls, uh, Jessica Van Helsing, yep. Johnny Alucard wearing a nice sombrero. Yes, yes. I think I should get, I think I should get one of those. Mm, what do you mean one of those, can't you? No. No, no, don't do that, Paul. Uh, Laura Bellows. Uh, what? <laughs> Sorry. And a couple of other dudes that no one cares about. Wow, that's harsh. One of them's dressed like a monk. Was uh, Monk Garb a thing in London in the early 70s? I don't I don't recall seeing it anywhere else, do you? No, no, maybe it was, and we just don't know about it. Maybe the monks were the swinging ones. Swing, swinging monks? Yeah, I remember those. Well, they're always, hanging, they're always hanging from bells, aren't they? That's true, yeah, at the end, right? Yeah. End of bells. <laughs> Someone said that I'm not going to say it. No, no, neither am I. You see where I was I going? See where though. you're leading? Me yes. I'm not going. Yes. Oh, yes. I saw exactly where you were going, and I'm not going there. Okay. 
So the old fuddy-duddies look on in horror as the young people dance and smooch. And <laughs> the monk guy lifts up a tablecloth to find a couple underneath it. Still at it? Quah, he says. It's just carry on Dracula. Yeah, yeah, but while they're having sex, she's eating an apple. You've never done that? Uh, well, I just think it's biblical, right? Oh, that was that was that was rather smart of you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <Patronizing> me. <laughs> Talking about you said about Carry On Dracula, there is that kind of feel about it. Yeah, but it's only in this bit though, isn't it? They kind of lose it later. Yeah. It is. A, it is a film of many tones. It is. It's a horror film, I guess it's a horror film. I mean, I suppose it's classed as a horror film. It's not very horrific, but sometimes it feels more like a police procedural than a horror film. Yes, yes, it does. It's got it's got very weird changes in it. Yeah. The band are pretty cool, though, aren't they? I like, I, I like the song Alligator Man. Oh, yeah, I'm an alligator man. Yeah, yeah. stick around to the Great. end of the podcast and you'll get a burst of it. Oh, I can't wait. Outrageous, says an old lady before telling off her rather painfully posh son who's in a tuxedo because she says that he invited them all. And he says, I've never seen any of them in my life. That's right. They just all strolled in. They did. So the monk guy just uh, sort of takes the piss out of them. I'm not being funny, but I'm on the tough side because this monk dude is a right prick, isn't he? I didn't get that good of a look. But under his uh, habit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to previous episodes now. Hey, no. Benedictine. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I bet he didn't. Meaningless <laughs> <laughs> uh, to anybody. Hey, retrospection back in the habit, eh? Yeah. You never left your habit, did you? You... No, well, I gave it up for a while. <laughs> for 20 brought minutes. Back, brought me back in. Did it. All right. So the friends realise that the uh, the fuzz, as they call them, have been called, but they reckon that they have about four minutes before they arrive. Time for another song, then. Yeah. I think I mean, this is where we get Alligator Man, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this whole sequence probably felt silly in 1972, don't you think? Don't you think it was it was kind of it's kind of like an old person's idea of what young people are up to at that point? If the film had come out in 1968, you probably would have yeah. got away with it. But yeah, it's past mm -hmm. the time that this would have been because you know this is 72, glam rock, you know. Yeah, well, I mean we're into Zeppelin at that point, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, it's it's definitely out of date, <laughs> even when it came yeah. out. That's hammer for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm learning that. Finger on the pulse. It's just the pulse has stopped about two years before as well. The pulse of the corpse, <laughs> which is fitting for it a is. Dracula film. Absolutely, yeah. So the fuzz turn up, and the young group make their exit. But Johnny Alucard, he's uh, he's pretty cool about the whole thing. He just kind of saunters coolly off, but not before he taunts the old lady with a priceless ornament that he ultimately just knocks off a table and smashes. Dick. Yeah, he I is thought. a bit, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now, what do you think of this guy's performance? Oh, I, I, at times I quite like it. I like the... He has a good face for, like, some uh, demonic evil, that grin he can give occasionally. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. works pretty well. He reminds me of, oh, the, oh, there used to be a TV series about these poets. I can't remember what it was called, but there were. were oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, everyone's hanging on their every word and they think they're it. Yeah. And, they're, and, mm-hmm. and he kind of comes across like that. He, yeah, he, I can see that. Yeah. He has a certain magnetism about You know he's him. a Bond connection as well, don't you? Yes, because he oh, played Miss Mo- Moneypenny in Doctor No, right? <laughs> Not quite, no. Okay, what's the Bond connection? No, um, <laughs> License to Kill. Yes. He's the guy that's sent to bring Bond back. You know, the um, you're a loose cannon on deck. Oh. And then he gets blown up. Okay. Remember that guy? No, of course not. I've got things to think about, Paul. <laughs> oh, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. So later, Alucard, Monk, and Greg. That's what I'm calling them all now. Oh, okay. He's just Monk. I'm calling him Monk. All right, go ahead. You can do that. I don't know what his name is. He won't care. Neither do I. He's and I, I couldn't care less, to be honest. No. They walk down a London street, and uh, Monk gets some funny looks for the way he's dressed. So I guess it wasn't a 70s thing after all. Oh, well, you think you would... he would be the only one out of all those weird costumes to not get funny looks because a monk's a monk, <laughs> right? I mean, you know. He, he could just be a real monk, couldn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Everyone else is wearing mm. wacky stuff. It's the 70s. Uh, very judgmental in the 70s, apparently. Mm. All right. Not like nowadays. Oh, no. Much better. No. <laughs> uh, so they go and meet up with everyone else in a coffee bar for coffee and Coca-Cola. Uh, it was such an innocent time back then, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, is that the cavern? The cavern, yeah. I mean, uh, where's the diamond white? That's what that's what they'd be doing uh, in our day, wasn't it? <laughs> well, isn't this the next morning? Or is this at night after the party? Oh, come on. Would it matter? Uh, okay, uh, no, I guess not. <laughs> the young people hanging out in a coffee bar. That was a thing once, you know. People still hang out in coffee bars. Yeah, it's not the same thing, though, is it? I could just see you in, uh, uh, what was it, Costa? Oh, this should be good. Go on. In Costa. Costa coffee. Yeah, sitting yeah. there, yeah, drinking your coffee, talking about demons. <laughs> What, my demons? Or... Oh, yeah, you're in the <laughs> demons. There's just an empty my... space around you <laughs> as people are dragging their kids away, <laughs> covering their eyes. Are you following me again? Mm-hmm. So they're all bored and they're looking for new scenes and happenings. Yeah, need something new but old as time. Yeah, we're all looking for that. Yeah, we are. We are all. Well, well, wait, what are we looking for? Scenes and happenings. I'm not sure I am. I'm too old for scenes and happenings. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're not we're not in a uh, what? This early going? years like these people are. You know, That's we're in right. a we're in our latter years now, aren't we? Although I'm pretty sure some of them are not as young as they're supposed to be. No, I'm pretty sure Stephanie Beecham was probably about thirty five when she did this. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, I think she's probably about twenty two. Yeah. 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 She looks good, though. She looks good. <laughs> oh, I'm glad she has your approval. I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> the Paul wants... I'm the not Paul, to say that. No, not really. The Paul <laughs> seal of approval stamp looks good. <laughs> <laughs> well, so does Johnny Alucard. He looks good as well, you know, so... And Christopher Lee looks excellent. And, and Peter Cushing, he looks fantastic. All right. 
Digging your way out. Did, did that dig my way out? Yeah, right. just about. I hope so. I hope so. So Johnny has an idea for a, a date with the devil, a bacchanal with Behelzebob. Yeah, great line. Yeah, it is. It's better when he said it. He didn't say it, he didn't pronounce it Beelzebub, <laughs> no. did he? It's <laughs> 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 <So> his brother. <laughs> <laughs> he never gets invited to things. So yeah. Uh, Mr. Bob. <laughs> so some of them aren't really that fussed and and they sort of take the take the piss out of him a little bit. Except Laura, who's uh, gushing at the idea. Oh, is she? Oh yeah. It's Caroline. She's gushing. Mm. I've met her, you know. Yeah, no, you tell me every time, every single time we do a film that she's in, you mention this. Oh, did I? Have, I? have I said it before? Oh, once or twice. She's lovely. She's lovely. Yep, said that too. Yeah, she's lovely, lady. All right, move on. So Jessica wilts, Je- Jessica what? wilts a bit at, oh. at the idea of all this. Okay. She wilts. Yeah, I thought, I, thought was, I thought it was a character called Jessica Wilts. I was trying to figure Jessica out who that was. <laughs> I don't remember her being in the film. So, so Johnny Alicard explains that they need a, uh, a desanctified church, which luckily Alicard knows of. Uh, Saint Bar- Bar- is it Bartles? Saint Bartles? Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not written the way it sounds. It's not. No. It, apparently, it's uh, due for ge- um, demolition, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So the group as a whole agree to go ahead, and they uh, they're going to meet that night. So Johnny uh, races home to his swanky bachelor pad, and he takes out Dracula's ring and, and his vial of ashes. Yeah. Which he keeps below a rather well-done etching of Christopher Lee. That's nice. You know, you got to have your heroes. It is. Well, exactly. We all look up to people, don't we? Yeah. Who would you have? Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> if you say so. I'd have William Shatner. Mahatma Gandhi or Don Johnson? We, I think we both know which one. Mm. Which one you'd really hang up there, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. One day you'll meet him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And, and he'll punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> For what? <laughs> Being you? I don't know. <laughs> For good, I really, I'm sure it'll be fun. I really loved you in the Heartbeat video. <laughs> You taking a piss? <laughs> <laughs> that was my Don Johnson impersonation. Really? Not really, no. <laughs> well, I'm Boris Johnson. You, you're taking a piss? Oh, on, that was that Tom Waite. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going with this? I don't know. I should stop. Yeah, I would. So uh, Jess and Bob are washing the car, and Bob convinces her that it'd be a, it'd be a bit of a laugh to do the black mass in the end, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. It always sounds a good laugh, right? A black mass. It does. But then he asks if she could get some background on it all from her grandfather, who happens to be a professor of demonology. That's right. Mr. Lorimer Van Helsing. Exactly. I wonder who that's going to be played by. Dick Van Dyke. Oh, that would be funny, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Ply me, Governor. Ply me, Governor. I'll stink you, Dracula. <laughs> How can you be English and not do a, a, a good Cockney accent? Are you talking about me? Yeah, I do a better one than you. That's because you live down there. Yeah, but I'm not from down here, am I? 
Plus, I was just, just, I was just surrounded just, by. I was just doing it for fun. I didn't know I was doing it for critical appraisal. Didn't know you were going to run off and write a paper about it. <laughs> I wasn't, but I will now. So um, we're treated to a nice drive through London before uh, Bob drops her off at home. There's a, there's a few scenes like this where people just driving through London, isn't there? Yeah, not too many, though. I didn't, it didn't bother me. I didn't feel like oh, it was... Oh, it didn't bother me, because it's, nice, it's always nice to see... No, but it's always nice to see 70s London anyway, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I didn't feel like it was padding, like the time out, because it's a short film anyway. <laughs> yes, it is quite a short film, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, 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 no problem with it at all. So inside, Jess goes into her grandfather's study, and she browses his books on the occult. Yeah. And her grandfather, Lorimer Laura Van Helsing, comes home, and... He's a little concerned to find her reading books about black masses. Well, you would, wouldn't you? So he tells her that the family has strong traditions in the occult and that he's conducted research in it for over a century. Well, not him, but his family. I was going to say, wow. <laughs> he's looking well on it. Yeah, well, he's kind of not, though, is he? <laughs> really? Yeah. Also, the, and this is the point where um, Jessica, Stephanie Beecham, starts using phrases like way out and man. And it's just comes across kind of weird it's almost like she's too old to be using phrases like that yeah it's all very forced isn't it yeah it doesn't it, it doesn't feel natural yeah it, it again it, uh, like i said before it feels like an old guy's idea of the way young people talk right yeah you know originally in the script he was supposed to be her um her father well, there's but all, then, yeah, but they also mess it up in the film because at some point I think they refer to the original Van Helsing as her great grandfather, and it should be her great great grandfather. I mean, I think I read somewhere that there's a kind of a mistake in the film about that. That probably comes down to the fact that they had to rewrite it, hmm. and then they just kind of lost their way a little bit. Um, he, he was supposed to be her dad, but then he aged really badly in between his wife dying. Oh. So they had to kind of change it a little bit. Hmm. Can't make a joke there, Paul. Let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, I bring you down there. A little bit, yeah. yeah. With my uh, facts. So he's not too fond of the idea that she's uh, going out with her friends again that night, but uh, she reassures him that she's neither taking drugs nor a raving nympho. That's good to know, isn't it? That's what you want to hear from your granddaughter. Yeah, can you imagine a if, that, if this was a real conversation, how uncomfortable that he must feel? So, yeah, it is kind of a weird situation. So as he puts back the book, his, uh, his hand hovers over the volume of... Uh, his radio? ...history of Count, oh. Count Dracula, written by his ancestor. That tells you his ancestor is, you know, clarifies it, but also what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And he also seems to have the... Exact same uh, etching of Christopher Lee that Alucard has in his room as well. Very popular etcher who did those, sold millions. I was going to say, was this a 70s thing, like that Spanish woman in a dress or uh, those dogs playing poker? Yeah, everyone had a, a drawing of Dracula. Oh, I wish I had one. Look in a mirror. Oh, you can't. There's no reflection. <laughs> oh, yeah, vampire joke. I like oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Really, what are you going to get? <laughs> at least it's on point enjoy it it's unusual yep. it's unusual yeah so that night Bob and Jess arrive at the church and they sneak in through a gap in the fence 
and they creep through the run-down cemetery and come across the old gravestone of Lawrence Van Helsing, sending a chill down Jess's spine. So she didn't know that her great-grandfather, or great-great-grandfather, depending on which point in the film you're referring to, was buried here? She's young and reckless and full of beans. Why would she know? Um, you don't okay. care about any of this shit, does she? Do you know where your grandfather's buried? Oh, it's a good point, I don't. And you're not 21. Bringing him down again. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So suddenly Monk, Monk pulls uh, a hilarious practical joke by jumping out in a skeleton mask screaming. He'd get a kick in the bollocks, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. First thing you do, right? You'd be, it'd be just be a reaction. You'd be like, ah, yeah. thwack. He's got to die, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, there's certain people in movies that you watch and you say, just die. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to die. I, I know yeah. you're going to die at some point, so just right. die now. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. He is annoying. Luckily, he's not in it for long. He's not. So he, pers- he persuades them to go inside, and the rest of the gang are all in there. And Alucard has set up a kind of a black mass altar in there, hasn't he? He has. He's really gone to town with all the fixtures. He has. He's, um, he gets them to form a circle, mm-hmm. and he puts on his best Halloween Sounds Volume 2 on a reel-to-reel tape recorder. Yeah, and then hooked it up somehow and, to speakers. Yeah, and he says, he, he tells them, dig the music, kids. Kids? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let it, let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and there's a lot of gyrating and uh, head-waving and smooching and... Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they really get into the groove, man. They do. Man, yeah, daddy-o. Yeah. yeah. So Alucard bids them, let it go, let it go. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to do this. Let it go. Let it go. Let... Oh, God, frozen. Wow. Let it go, let it go. Let it gather you up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was Randy Savage, was I don't know. I, I, for a minute there, I thought he was having a stroke. <laughs> I was about to call some emergency services or something. I got quite into that then. Oh, I'm glad you did it. Uh, he's getting off at this, isn't he? Yeah, because he starts using phrases like silken shroud of death and provoker of discards. Which I don't know. Provoker of discards. You know what that sounds like? Heavy, heavy metal band. <laughs> hey, we're the provoker of discord hello alabama i don't know why i chose alabama just seems like a place that would enjoy provoker of discords they probably would we need to get a difficult second album joke in there as well oh we will <laughs> we don't worry that. no we will yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you just why don't you just take it out of one of our previous episodes and just insert it in oh we haven't done it for a while it's okay ah it's all right then so Alucard says some mystical incantations, demanding an audience with the devil. And Jesse's getting more and more uh, freaked out by all of this. Hey, why did ITV never do that? You know, they did like audience with Frankie Howard, <laughs> audience with Bob Bogaus. Why did they do an audience with the devil? That would have been an interesting show, right? He's, he's so hard to pin down, though. I mean, he's always busy. That's true. Straight from Hades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One nine only. It's the devil himself. 
He just, he, just not, walks, he, he, he just he walks up the stage and he's just looking at people and he looks at one and goes, "Be seeing you later." <laughs> to one oh, of the audience members <laughs> in the seventies, was the seventies. Yeah, he yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, "Full house, taking you all." <laughs> it'd be so people he doesn't even have to say it to. He just shall look at them and just shake his head. Yeah, that would be good. I'd yeah, like that. Yeah, audience with the devil. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 I'd have an audience with the devil. I'd get on with him. You, I don't think you would. Oh, we'd have a, we'd get on, on like a house on fire. Not sure. I think you'd be worried <laughs> about the amount of drink that was being consumed. The devil would be like, can we just hold off just for a second? I can't take another one. Oh, he's, he's up for all that. Oh, no, I don't think he is. I think he's teetotal. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, is there a horse in the room? <laughs> Nay. So the atmosphere builds and Alaco calls on Dracula's name. And he calls on Jessica Van Helsing's name as well. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So outside the ground starts to undulate. Alucard wants Jess to drink from his cup, but she refuses. But Laura, well, she's well up for it. She is. I like Laura. So do I. Mm. And Alucard lays her on his t- onto his altar. Mm, he does. And he continues the incantation. He, and everyone apart from Laura seems to be freaking out at this point, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, it is weird, right? It is, it is. But it's the 70s. Oh, so you, know. you reckon this stuff was fine for the 70s? Well, it was, you know, it was all a bit weird, wasn't it? Apparently. Mm, apparently. So ba- balancing his goblet on Laura's bosom... <laughs> That's what he does. He, he does, he pour- yeah. He does, yes. Uh, he pours Dracula's ashes into it, and outside the ground's still heaving. Wasn't Ample Bosom the difficult second album for Provoker of Discards? <laughs> I, th- I think it was. I think it was, yes. I think you're right, though. There you go, pal. <laughs> <laughs> we got it in. Happy now. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, right. I am. I am. So producing a switchblade, Alucard cuts his wrist, allowing the blood to flow into the cup and mix with the ashes. By the 6,000 terrors of hell, I baptise thee, he says. He's really going for it. He is, yeah. Why is there, why is there 6,000? Well, it'd be a bit weird if he went, by the 5,972. That's just a lot. Just say, by all the terrors of hell. Well, maybe he actually does more, but some of them are not that great. He doesn't want those. Ah, like, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the ones where they hide your uh, little um, sporkles. Little, little what? Your sporkles. What the f- You've got to know where your sporkle is, don't you? What's a sporkle? It's a spoon with a fork attached to it. Isn't that just called a spark? It's a sporkle, isn't it? Oh, I think it's just called a spark, but all right. I've always called him a spork. Oh, always. Right. Like, it's a common word you use all the time. <laughs> Constantly using those. <laughs> Every day comes up in conversation. Why, you don't why, know when you why, why would a fork up? and a spoon be, have an, the old sound in it? It's just spoon and fork put together. I, I don't... 
No, I just thought that's no. what they were called. Spark. Oh, Sparkle. No, just a spark. Where have I got that from then? Oh God, no! It's probably, probably oh, you, probably using a sparkle to pierce your marshmallows. <clears throat> that's not a bad thing. No. So there's some. some <laughs> I seriously, I thought it was a sparkle. Um, there's there's some serious overacting here, isn't there, from uh, Johnny Alucard? No, in this film. <laughs> you jest. You're almost convincing. I know. So the blood and the ashes mix into a, a spurting geezer of blood, which spills all over Laura's body. She screams. Sorry. <laughs> Breathing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> breathe, on, <laughs> breathe, on your, breathe on your own time. All right. I will. Oh, I will. She screams, and everyone just runs off in terror, leaving her. Yeah, no one thinks nice. about it till it's later, nice, isn't it? right? Yeah. Alucard screams Jessica's name. But she says, sod this for a game of bowls and buggers off. Game of bowls? Game of bowls, yeah. All right. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what? No, it's just, isn't it a game of has soldiers? It got that, has, it got that, has it got that difficult last season that no one likes? No, no, isn't it, isn't it the phrase game of soldiers? Game of soldiers, yeah. I never heard the phrase game of bowls before. Sod this for a game of bowls? Yeah, I never heard that before. No one says that. It's weird. You've heard it now. Okay. You can add that with your sparkle and your <laughs> yeah, marshmallows. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so in the graveyard, Alucard removes a stake from the ground and mist forms until suddenly Dracula appears. So isn't this stake the one from the original, you know, the early in the beginning? It's the carriage wheel, yeah. And this is, is what I mean. It's a 150-year-old piece of wood that somehow has survived the weather. Told you, varnishing. Mm. Okay. Varnishing. All right. Yeah. Master, I did it. I summoned you. It was all my will, says Dracula. I've had bosses like that. Yeah, he doesn't even get a thank you, does he? He, t- <laughs> he just kind of like blows him off, doesn't he? Yeah, well, doesn't. He'd probably enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, Alucard would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, you just, yeah he's, he's not very uh, appreciative. No, not at all. It was all my idea, really. Yeah. It's like working Pretty sure for you. you were dead, mate. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So Dracula bids Alucard uh, kiss his ring in supplication. <clears throat> Don't look at me like that. No, I'm letting you go. <laughs> oh, I've never seen a man hold on to what he wants to really say. <laughs> no. So much as what you're doing. Saying nothing. All right. So heading into the church, Dracula finds Laura sobbing. Oh, yeah, he says... Before he gathers into his arms, and he uh, he has a bit of a bit of a nosh. He does, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's been hundred years, really, hasn't it? Yeah. So you know he's going to enjoy himself. So Jess and Bob are uh, sitting in a car, running over the night's events, and Bob convinces her that Laura she'll be fine. Really, I mean, you'll see, she'll be all right. Yeah. Not not a problem. No. No. Not a problem. Blood no, it's be all right. Yeah. 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 yeah, but it'll all come out in the wash, won't it? Hopefully. Yeah. Might look pink, but yeah. <laughs> it won't look pink with the hammer's blood, will it? Oh, that's true, yeah. That bright, red. bright red paint blood thing that they use. Kensington Gore. Mm. So next day at the coffee shop, does that make you hungry? <laughs> yeah, it always does. 
You fancy a nosh as well, dear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next day at the coffee shop, they're uh, they're all discussing what they should do about uh, going out to find Laura and Johnny, and everyone is creeped out, man. Hmm. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, at the church, some kids are having a kickabout in some of the best seventy sweaters I've ever seen. I think I had one of these. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, the, the one with the stripe on it. I think I had that one. Very stylish. Never seen a man look so amused in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you look like I've got a clue what I'm talking about. Did you watch the movie? <laughs> Skies of Dracula? Yeah, I loved it. So meanwhile... Um, what? <laughs> my note looks like it says, Meanwhile, Johnny is changing his shorts. But I think I, I, that's supposed to read sheets. So at the coffee bar, Alucard rocks up and he tells them that he's seen Laura off at the train station. But some are convinced, but Bob and Jess are still none too happy about it. Well, because he says that she's gone to, she's taken the Ramsgate train and they know that yeah. she's got nothing to do with Ramsgate, right? Yeah. So Alucard tries to convince them that it was all fake and he says that he used blood capsules and that Laura was in on it all the time. And that's why she was really freaking out. She wasn't really freaking out. She was pretending. These people are idiots. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, mm. it looked pretty bad. Even if even if you didn't believe it was a satanic ritual, you'd still be like, okay, that was strange and very weird and kind of sick in some way. And clearly people were very upset. Mm. You'd be like, this guy's And let's weirdo. not hang out with this Johnny Alucard guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. and also he no one's know. seen Lara. Yeah, so you've only got his word for it. Yeah. That yeah. he's gone on this train journey. Yeah. So back at the graveyard, uh, the kids are staring at Laura's body that they've somehow stumbled upon. Yeah, he didn't hide the body very well. He just left it. No, it's the worst version of Stand By Me I've ever seen. <laughs> or the best. I mean, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I mean, you didn't. You didn't get uh, Caroline Monroe in Stand By Me, did you? So you know. So at the club, at the club, people um, head off, and Alaka gives Jess some uh, jazz club tickets that he's managed to uh, manage to procure. Well, he tries to. Um, he, yeah, he's trying to sweeten her up, but uh, Bob says that he's taking her to the pictures instead. So Alaka turns to the other friend, who's called Gaynor. Yep, she is. Yeah, that's a name, Gaynor. Yes. And he takes her out instead. Yeah. So um, the police have found the body at this point now, and the medical examiner says that the cause of death is hard to say. Bloody big bite marks might be something, really, you'd think, wouldn't you? You'd think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we get to meet Inspector Murray. He's dressed in a lovely sheepskin jacket. He looks good, right? He does. I want one of these. You do? Yeah. Oh, can you imagine me one of them? Do they still sell sheepskin jackets? I mean, they're probably oh, not uh, acceptable. They're all now, retro. Right? Probably retro. Oh, yeah, they? probably is. I bet you could get them in a, in a, in a charity store or something. Nice sheepskin yeah. jacket. I'll keep a lookout. Yeah, I think you should. Uh, I think I should, yes. So Inspector Murray thinks that it could be a cult murder as the body has been drained of blood. Hmm. That's a good reasoning. Well, he's putting two and two together. You can see why this guy's in charge. You can, you can, and we'll talk about that a bit later, I think. All right, okay. So meanwhile, Bob and Jess are in the pub, and Jess just isn't convinced by Alucard's story about Laura at all. No. 
I mean, that's easy to believe. He doesn't seem to be very convincing or truthful. That will be all the overacting that he's doing. Ah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But you always need to tone it down. If you're going to convince someone, you know, you've got to tone it down. Hmm. Sounds like a professional liar is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you mean. Um, so next we get a nice shot of the new Scotland Yard um, logo thing, whatever you call it, spinning around. Yes, the square, the cube. The cube thing, yeah. 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 Always like that in, some, in, in, in movies and TV shows. Just that shot, you like that shot? <laughs> it looks like the same shot in everything, doesn't it? It probably is stock footage, right? Yeah, because it's always shot from below, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's always the same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd know about this, wouldn't you? About yeah, the... sure. why? Because I've been to New Scotland Yard. Why? No, you... I mean, you, you, I mean, in your in your daily life, you deal with um, archive footage, don't you? So this is the kind of thing that somebody would come to you about, isn't it? Yes, we don't get many requests for New Scotland Yard cube spinning no, footage. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I know. You, you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It probably is, though, stock footage. Mm-hmm. So Murray's assistant gives him an identification on Laura as she's had previous convictions in the past for, um, was it drugs or a fray or something like that? Or yeah, hanging drug- out with the wrong crowd? Yeah, just drugs, I think, like small minor mm-hmm. offences. Yeah, so they have her prints on record. And doesn't he refer to her as, oh, she's a Chelsea bird? Yeah, he does, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh dear. <laughs> I was waiting for Regan to show up at this point. Yeah. This is where it gets all sort of Sweeney-ish, isn't it? This is where it switches to like a, a police show. Yeah. Mm. So Murray, um, he wants to find out who all her associates are and uh, retrace her movements. I bet he does. Yeah, Bal. Mm. What? <laughs> Bal movements. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, each to his own. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his assistant reads out a list uh, mentioning Jessica Van Helsing, especially as her grandfather apparently has helped out on previous cases. So we get a nice shot of the assistant through um, through a desktop beads that are bouncing back and forth. It's one of those um, um, what they call what do they call those things office toys or something. Oh, the. The ball, yeah, the balls that bounce backwards. The balls and that bounce backwards and forwards. But it's a nice <laughs> shot, isn't it? You see him through them as he's bouncing them backwards and forwards. There are surprisingly quite a few good shots in this film that someone's thought about setting up. There are. It it, it looks nice. It's nicely directed. Mm, I think. Yeah. Uh, so Murray decides to go and talk to Jessica and her grandfather. All right. So now it's nighttime and a car pulls up. And it's Johnny and Gaynor come in for mm-hmm. a bite, he says. And uh, Gaynor likes his place, and he puts on a record. They were zonked out when they made this, he says. Ugh, they always are, says Gaynor dismissively. I'm pretty sure that the, the thing that she lights up is a Camberwell carrot, isn't it? From, uh, <laughs> with nail and <laughs> It's huge. <laughs> uh, so she heads to the bedroom, but he stops her. Food and wine now, playtime later. Mm. Hmm. Got his priorities. Yes, yes. You've used that line, haven't you? Yes, yes, yes. Food food and wine now, playtime later, which 
involves Lego. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, I, I wonder whether you'd go there. I didn't think you would. But no, there you go. <laughs> so she helps herself to some smokes and the music's mm-hmm. playing. Mm-hmm. And we cut to Inspector Murray and the sergeant questioning Van Helsing. He tells Helsing that the murders remind him of some cult killings that took place in the States. Do you think this is a, a mention of um, the, the Manson murders? Because they'd still be fresh in everyone's mind, wasn't they, at this point in 1972? Well, that's a good point. I, mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, Peter Cushing's given a masterclass in acting and smoking at the same time here as well. Yeah, you like that? Well, he's good with a prop. I remember you saying the last time mm-hmm. we did one, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helsing tells him that, well, our cults are much less violent. Helsing explains that he deals more with psychological phenomena. And then the inspector tells him that the body was drained of blood. Now this gets Van Helsing's attention. And the inspector explains that this cult-like nature of draining blood is why he came to see the professor. Mm-hmm. Back at Johnny's place, he now makes a move on the now completely stoned Gaynor. What a cad. That's one word to use. Polite word. <laughs> Back at the professor's, the inspector realizes he's struck a nerve. Are the people who do this? Not people, replies the professor, but vampirism. The inspector stares he's... at him. Well, you're choking. But now... He doesn't totally dismiss the notion. Now, this is the point where I actually like this because normally in a film, the police officer would be like, oh, you're insane, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Vampires, ha. Huh? But this guy's like, well, I don't have an answer for this. Vampires is ludicrous, but it's an mm-hmm. answer. I'll, I'll deal with it till something better comes along. He, he's... he's- down-to-earth pragmatist, isn't he? He'll take it at face value and just go with it because that's the way he rolls with things. I yeah, and I, I kind of like that. I thought that was refreshing. I like Murray as a character. He, he actually comes back in the sequel. Oh, he does? Yeah, he's 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 back in uh, Satanic Rites of Dracula. I guess he was... Well, the, the film wasn't exactly popular, but I guess he was a popular character. People liked it's, him. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Okay. Van Helsing explains about his grandfather, how he collected evidence about vampires, that there is evil in the world. There is. Mm. Then the professor asks the inspector, what was the other reason you came? Because you did mention one. And the inspector reveals that he also wanted to see Van Helsing's granddaughter. He explains the link between Van Helsing's granddaughter and the dead girl. Mm -hmm. Outside, Bob and Jessica see the police car. Bob offers to go in with her, but she says no. Jessica enters, and Van Helsing calls her into the living room. Now, the Inspector Murray wants to know her movements. Oh, she says she went around with the group, you know, the usual crowd. And they make her list the names. Mm-hmm. One of them is Laura Bellows. Yeah, she was with us for a while. And Jessica wants to know what it's about. And Van Helsing, he just tells her it's about a murder. And Jessica realizes it's Laura they're talking about. And she begins to tell them about the church and everything that happened. Hmm. Hallowed ground, mutters Van Helsing. Doesn't he tell her that it's about ghastly, horrible, obscene murder? So, you know, it's bad then, is it? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, like, sugarcoat it, right? No, no, no. He just he breaks it to her gently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back at Johnny's, Gaynor is asleep. But um, Johnny is still, you know, 
Kissinger. Yeah, it, 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 it was the seventies, I suppose. <laughs> not an excuse. No, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not condoning it or anything. Right. At all. But you know, it was it was a thing. Back at the professors, <laughs> Jessica is finishing telling everything about that night, and the inspector leaves, but says they may call on them again. Outside, the sergeant says, well, you know, it's going to be tough questioning kids at a party. <laughs> and the inspector says, I bet you a pound to a pinch of shit that there'll be a little bit of hash somewhere there and we can hold them and question them and I'll settle for that for the moment. I kind of like that saying, I bet you a pound <laughs> to a pinch of shit. Have you ever heard that before? I've not, but it's fantastic. It isn't is, it? right? I'm going to start using it <laughs> at work. <laughs> See how that goes. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> did, did we sign those? Well, I bet you a pound to a pinch of shit. We didn't. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's very, um, it's very Sweeney-esque, isn't it? I guess it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I, I like it as a phrase. I, mm. I have no idea what it means. <laughs> Neither have I. I don't think they did. Yeah. To be honest. Back inside the professor's house, he stops Jessica from phoning and warning her friends. He asks her to tell him more about Johnny. As she says, oh, she joined a few weeks ago and seemed to take over. Van Helsing asks her about Johnny's surname, Alucard. Hmm, the name seems to register with him. Meanwhile, Johnny is uh, taking a half-unconscious gainer to the churchyard. <laughs> As you Again, do. it was the 70s. Yeah. Later, Van Helsing now seems to be mapping out a very complicated cipher based on the name Alucard. <laughs> but it, it's just Dracula backwards. Why is he making it so difficult? This is why he's paid the big buck, because he's the only one that can work out this complex anagram of Dracula. <laughs> he's got a massive line drawing. <laughs> <laughs> the guy could have been Crudela. He's like, hmm, Crudela, hmm... Oh, what does that sound like? It's Could a, it be? It's a visual thing. Yeah, but it's just funny because there's all lines everywhere. <laughs> and then he screws it up. Yeah. It's angrily, like, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, can't be. Yeah, it is, mate. It's just backwards. It's just Dracula backwards. Get over it. <laughs> you know you know you know that the uh, the first instance of that was in a movie called Son of Dracula, starring Long Cheney Jr. Alright, you're gonna have to re you do this all the time, Paul. You begin a sentence with you know that and then <laughs> you say something so niche and small that only ver you know, Hammer fans or Dracula fans would know it, which neither of those I am. So you know that I don't know that. So how about you just do the sentence without the you know that? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um Yeah, I don't think I can. Um, you can't, is it like it's just the way a sentence begins? <laughs> hmm. Just say so, so. Just do so, and then do the. So do so, the... so 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 the first instance of this was in uh, a Universal um, monster movie um, starring Long Cheney Jr. called The Son of Dracula. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Okay. Yeah, really. Huh. Yeah. Now at the church, as Johnny and Gaynor are kissing, mm -hmm. Dracula appears. 
Yeah, I forgot he was in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's got Dracula in the, the title. Yeah, but we haven't seen him for a, quite a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, point. he's been snoozing. Ah, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. But he says, she is not the one. Mm, racist. <laughs> you did not obey and we, we flash cut to Jessica twisting and turning in bed and yeah. back to church even though she's not the one steady on steady on alright but even though she's not the one Dracula he still fancies a nibble and he closes in on Gaynor and bites her neck mm-hmm. she screams and then we cut to Jessica also screaming in bed Van Helsing runs into her room the nightmares are over, he says. I don't think they are, she replies. Yeah, he runs in rather quickly. What was he doing? Just hanging out on her door. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does every night. Uh, I bet he does. We don't discuss their relationship. Uh, it was the 70s. I keep saying it. We do, like, that's a reason. <laughs> that's the excuse they all use, isn't it? That's true, yeah. It was the 70s. Back at the church, Gaynor is dead. Yeah, now... Um, some terrible makeup, isn't it, to show that she's been drained of blood? Yeah, it doesn't. It's like they only add. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's 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 uncomfortable looking. Yeah. 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 No, we'll leave it there. Yeah, but it is weird, right? Off. It's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very weird. Yes. And 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 I'm not sure it's um, medically correct. No, I don't think it is either. Mm. Hmm. So Dracula faces the altar, and now we get some funky music. Oh yeah, he's 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 down with the uh, down with the kids. Mm, he is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Johnny is complaining and demands the power of immortality. Dracula shouts at him, "You demand!" And he is here to destroy the house of Van Helsing. Johnny begs for the power, and he will bring Van Helsing's granddaughter to Dracula. Dracula gives him a stern look and places his hand on Johnny's shoulder. <laughs> So, uh, is Dracula homophobic? Because he's kind of like, oh, God, all right, if I have to, but let's just do it quick, all right? I'll close oh. my eyes. I'll close my eyes. I don't... I don't... <laughs> it's just, the, he doesn't bite his neck. He just puts his hand on his shoulder. <laughs> yes, it's, 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 like, it's, like... it's like one of those, you know, when two English gentlemen meet each other and they don't want to hug. <laughs> so, once more, we cut to Van Helsing's place, and he's looking at a necklace of a cross and the painting of his great-grandfather, God, grant I can find your strength. God, grant I destroy this devil, he whispers. At the church, Johnny now with bite marks on his neck, so they did actually do something in the interim. Yeah. We just didn't see it. I'm sure he was thinking of Caroline Monroe when he did it. I wonder if I wonder if there is like a reason why they didn't show it was because of that. They didn't want to show Probably. like a man biting another man's neck for some reason. Probably. Hmm. Yeah. And he places Gaynor in his car and drives away. Yes. <laughs> I was very excited <laughs> with the drive. You, 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 you gave that a lot more emphasis than I thought you were going to give it. <laughs> more than it needed, right? The professor places the cross necklace around his granddaughter's neck and turns the light off. I'm, I'm sorry, but I've been giving her a damn sight bigger cross than that. Wait, does the size of the cross matter? It might not matter, but wouldn't you feel safer with a bloody great big one? But a bit weird. Wouldn't that be weird if she wakes up and there's a necklace with a six-foot cross hanging around her neck? How's she supposed to get up? How does that work, pal? (laughs) She'd probably take that off. 
That would be funny, though. Yeah, it would be. She's like, I can't move. Help! She's <laughs> <laughs> stuck under a giant grass. Johnny pulls up outside a laundromat, and he has fangs now, and he uh, he's watching the women go by. Yeah, he's, he's a bit sleazy, isn't he? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Next day, Van Helsing enters a church and takes some of the holy water. No, this is uh, this is interesting, isn't it? Let, let's let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, I mean, he's, he's walking around with a flask and he's filling it with water. Mm-hmm. That's just a waste of a flask, isn't it? Really? Well, you, you'd want stronger stuff in a flask. Oh, yes. Well, it's not going to yes. beat the Dracula, though, is it? You're throwing whiskey over him. <laughs> Who gives a shit about Dracula? <laughs> oh, you've given up at this point. <laughs> well, I'm not going to beat him, am I? I mean, clearly. Why, clearly? Well, it's me. If it was me, would I beat Dracula? Yeah, you just need some holy water, some garlic, silver bullets. Oh, it's too much work. Although I thought it? silver bullets was werewolves. I it, it, yeah, but cross over, <laughs> crosses over, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. but it's a lot of work, isn't it? Really, it is. Yeah, I'd rather have the nosh. I'm sure you would. <laughs> then he visits the police station mm-hmm. and speaks to Inspector Murray, who doesn't dismiss Van Helsing's theory, but points out the difficulty of explaining that the murders were done by a vampire to his superiors. Murders, plural. So it's Van Helsing. Ah, oh, the inspector reveals that two more people have been killed. Gaynor Keating, the friend of Van Helsing's granddaughter, not so mutilated this time, and a woman called Marjorie Baines within sight of the church. And she wasn't mutilated either, just two puncture marks in the neck. Did you notice that uh, now Murray's got a different um, office toy in his desk? I did not. What's replaced it? What is it now? The balls are gone, and now he's got one of those um, wiggly metallic things where you move the hoop around it and it makes a buzzing noise if you touch it. Ah, oh, and now either that's a continuity error or mm-hmm. it's uh, expressing that his frustration is increasing. Let's go with that one. Yeah, let's go with that yeah. one. And, of course, funny enough, my next line is Inspector Murray is frustrated. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Generally, is. he's just a copper. He knows how thieves think, but not how this person thinks. I mean, who knows about vampires, he asks. Oh, well, it just so happens. I do, says Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> and explains that vampires are like the phoenix. They rise again. If the stake is removed, a vampire may walk once more. He does. And he, 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 he illustrates this by doing some more uh, masterclass smoking technique, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. something you've clearly focused on and we'll be doing a uh, small <laughs> presentation about at some point. <laughs> Very strong possibility there, yeah. Okay. A call comes through and tells the inspector they had to let the kids go. They'd be safer in jail, says Van Helsing. He doesn't believe it's a random occurrence of vampirism. He believes there is a pattern and his granddaughter's friends were chosen on purpose and that the key to the pattern is Johnny Alucard. Mm-hmm. He tells Murray that if you spell Alucard backwards, it becomes Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. Yeah, he imagine he pulls down a sheet and there's giant diagrams everywhere with letters and lines. And he's like, we worked it out. It took us a while. <laughs> Murray makes a joke about silver bullets and garlic. 
If I know. He says, he says that, but but Van Helsing says that silver bullocks are impractical. Wouldn't it be the most practical thing? To you use? would think so. What's impractical about them? You, you, can you go into you details? You yeah, yeah. Can you, can you go into details, Mister Helsing? Because uh, they seem pretty practical. He's a he's a traditionalist. I guess he so. likes to get up close and stick it in the gut. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the garlic isn't hundred percent reliable. No. No, you kind of want something that's hundred percent reliable when dealing with a vampire, right? Like a bullet. Yeah, like oh, like a silver yeah. bullet, Paul. Like a silver bullet. Oh, yeah, okay, yes. all right. Okay. Uh, he does go on to tell Murray that silver does work, especially a silver-bladed knife. It's funny that, isn't it? Yeah, silver bullets are impractical, mm. but a silver-bladed knife works. Yes. All right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's a theory a vampire may be destroyed by being immersed in clear running water. Ah, now this is a callback to Dracula, Prince of Darkness, where he 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 sinks into the ice and gets uh, killed by the running water under the ice in Dracula, Prince of Darkness, so, which is which is the the direct sequel to the first Dracula movie, but not the actual sequel to the first Dracula movie because the first sequel to the Dracula. <laughs> Stay with me. The first sequel to the Dracula movie was Bride of Dracula, or Brides of Dracula. Um, but then they made Prince, uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and that is that is where he 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 dies in the ice in in the running water. Okay. So so vampires don't wash. Clean them, but they don't like it. You know. So they're they... laying in dirt all the time, aren't they? I mean. Imagine I'm the sorry, Mister Fifteen showers a day. I'm yeah, sorry, I forgot. Just imagine the blackheads and the and the skin. Oh, yeah, but they're oh. supernatural creatures. They don't have them. They they can just run behind things and they magically disappear, Colin. They can run behind things and magically disappear. Yeah, they run behind things and and they use magic. It's the superpower, Colin. They run oh, behind things so and, they and could use magic. Change clothes, then, right? Yeah, and yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So he says a vampire needs blood to nourish itself and it will mm-hmm. attack to curse its victim to make him or her to be like itself. It will infect others unless stopped. So yeah. is this the first film that kind of treated vampirism as an infection? No, they, they, they kind of do that in, in one of the early uh, Hammer ones as well. Ah, okay. All right. But only the, only the ones with Van Helsing in because he kind of treats it like it's an infection. Okay, because he mm-hmm. approaches it from a scientific, scientific viewpoint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Van Helsing pleads with Murray to help. Murray points out that if his superiors heard Van Helsing, they would have him certified. And if they heard him talking to Van Helsing, they would have him certified. Officially, he'll put the case down to an insane killer. But unofficially, he asks Van Helsing what to do. Again, mm-hmm. I like this. Uh, I think yeah. this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think any time Murray's on scene with Van Helsing, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. He says, take the guard off the church. Dracula will need to return to it instinctively before dawn and let Van Helsing know if they find Alucard. Don't arrest him, just follow him. And he'll go down to the cavern club and talk to his granddaughter's friends. Murray says he had to close the club down and Van Helsing thinks that's a shame as it could have been useful. But this just leaves the church as the only clue. Van Helsing copies right about the church. Murray hopes Van Helsing is wrong about everything. Oh, I wish to God I was, says Van Helsing. It's evening and Bob sees a policeman patrolling outside the cavern coffee club, which has been closed. 
but he sees Alucard's car. Mm-hmm. And we, we switch between a lot of different couple of scenes pretty rapidly here. So at the professor's, yeah. Van Helsing is preparing for a holy war with a silver blade. It's his lucky knife. It's lucky knife. His lucky knife, yeah. Oh, does he have a collection of unlucky knives? Yeah, but he never brings them out. No, just the lucky ones. Just the lucky okay. ones. Okay, yeah. the unlucky ones are stuck in his ancestors, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bob has sneaked round the back of the cabin and gets in. He finds Johnny waiting for him. And we cut to Van Helsing's house, and now Bob turns up and wants to see mm. Jessica. He speaks to the housekeeper, who suddenly appeared, and she tells him Van Helsing isn't home. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jessica wants to speak to Bob anyway, and he, he tells her about Gaynor being dead and that Johnny must have done it and that Johnny just walked in the cavern without a cur and he must be around the twist. He says the police have him and that she needs to go down there with Bob to give statements to the police and she leaves with him. Do you know what? If there's ever a rule that I live by, it's never trust a man in a neckerchief. First of all, it's amazing that you have rules. Let's be honest about that. <laughs> Second of all, well, I remember previous podcast <laughs> where you okay. said you would actually quite like to wear a neckerchief. Yeah, but would you trust me in one? I don't trust you without one, so that's a silly question. Hey, I, I, you, you went exactly where I knew you were going to go. <laughs> I should get one, right? I, I think you should, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I think I could pull it off. I, I think you could. Everyone's wearing Wear a shirt, shirt open to to the navel, mm-hmm. neckerchief. I'm trying to think. Se- I think the only person Sexy. who wears one of those now is probably Nicholas Persons. <laughs> is he? De- I thought he was dead. Isn't he? Is he not dead? No, he's still doing just a minute. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. He was interviewed oh. recently by Richard Herring on his podcast. There you go. If he can pull it off, I can pull it off. He is like 95 years old. Let's just point that out. <laughs> and of course, the only other person to still wear one is Fred from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, well, I could, I could, I could pull Fred off. Hang on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> yeah, you know he'd, he'd be happy. Uh, <laughs> Velma or Daphne? Oh, Daphne. No, which one's the one with the glasses? Velma. That's the one. Okay. You'd always go Velma. You know she's dirty, don't you? Let's oh, not. No. It's un- <laughs> unbelievable I have to cut out something about a cartoon character. No, you don't. It's me that said it. No one cares when I say things. Okay. Anyway, so. <clears throat> uh, where were they, we? They, they know our roles now. The listeners know who we are. Yeah, so. You're the rude one and I'm the clean, respectable one. If you like. Yeah. So she leaves with Bob. Meanwhile, Van Helsing checks his pocket watch outside the church and wanders off. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure what he's up to. Just checking the time, I guess. I think it's called filler. Ah, okay. Yes. Back at the cavern, Bob takes Jessica through the rear entrance. Behave yourself. I went, oh, yeah. Do you know what? I almost wrote that and I didn't because I thought, no, I'm not going to go there this time. He's expecting me to do it and I'm not going to do it. I wrote it but knew what you'd say. Yeah, well, you led me there. She wonders why they don't take the front way and he says it's full of geeks and newspaper men. Mm-hmm. When they get in, she realizes that there's nobody there. Johnny appears, she sees him and becomes scared. What's going on? She asks Bob. Suddenly, 
Bob reveals he has fangs. He grabs Jessica. She screams. Johnny grabs the necklace, which is the cross, and pulls it off. But it burns his hand and he screams. She tries to fight Bob. Bob moves in to bite her, but Johnny stops him. No, wait, she's not for us. She belongs to the master. He commands. Mm -hmm. She collapses on the floor. You you never go for the cross. It's the first rule of vampire school, isn't it? You don't go for the cross. Well, I think they have to, don't they, to get rid of it? Otherwise, they can't do anything else. Like, they they, they have to take the, the... They have to take the hit, basically, the pain of the burn, just to get it off. So they get it away so that they can move in for the bite. Otherwise, they can't do anything. All right, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I did like the fact that uh, Johnny Alucard gets a nice 70s turtleneck, uh, a black turtleneck, ne- turtleneck as well. You, you like a black uh, when he When he turns into a jumper. It turns into a jumper. <laughs> <laughs> turns into a jumper? That's a weird thing. They usually turn into bats and stuff. I've never seen any one of them turn into a piece of clothing before. When he turns into a vampire. Okay. Yeah, you get a nice turn. Now, do you know the story about Stephanie Stephanie Beecham's boobs in this movie? <laughs> uh, believe it or not, no. That's a phrase I've never heard. Let's let's hear the story of Stephanie Beecham's boobs. Well, apparently she kept popping out all the time. Oh, okay. And um, in the end, um, she would pop out all the time in scenes with uh, Peter Cushion, and Peter Cushion was such a lovely chap. That he would uh, shield her from view of the of the crew, who were like, "Whoa, yeah, but, but yeah, not his view." Crew. Oh no, <laughs> no, lovely chap. But he's a gentleman. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, they had to buy some double-sided tape and uh, stick her boobs down so that they just stopped popping out. Wouldn't that hurt when you remove the tape? Yeah, but you know, that's also that didn't that happen with Star Wars with Carrie Fisher. But I think that was more strapping, strapping down. down. They had to strap them down, didn't right. they? Van Helsing calls home and speaks to Mrs. Donnelly, the housekeeper, and he asks to speak to Jessica. Mrs. Donnelly tells him that she has gone out with a friend to somewhere called the cavern. Van mm-hmm. Helsing drops the phone and runs. And, and then he runs to the cavern, he sees the police officer and goes around to the back and he enters and he calls out for Jessica, but the place is empty. But then he sees the broken necklace that he gave to her. Oh my God, Jessica. He runs out of the cavern and almost gets hit by a car, but the driver is a friend of Jessica's. She was looking for her and spoke to the housekeeper and they told her that they would be at the cavern. Van Helsing says he has to find Jessica. Now, it's a bit weird that he doesn't instantly realize where she is. It is, yeah. And I thought this was maybe a trap anyway. Oh, you did? That the, yes. this woman was part of... That, no, she, she was a vampire as well. No, okay. And that uh, they were just leading him into a trap. Also as well, at one point when he's rushing around, he kind of does a double take, at a shop window dummy. Yeah, yeah, he thinks that that could be her, right? Right. No, I, I mean, I know man. Stephanie Beecham. Still... I know she's a bit, she's a bit wooden, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> Instantly confused. Maybe he's old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a power of Dracula's we don't know about. He turns people into mannequins. Oh, well, anything's possible. All these powers flying around. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica's yeah. friend says that Jessica could be with Johnny Alucard. Van Helsing says, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. But nobody knows where he lives. <laughs> Is that how he said yeah, it? Yeah. Oh. That's it. That, that was by Peter Cushing. <laughs> Ah, it was very good. Yeah. It's like he was in the room. Van Helsing says yes, but nobody knows where he lives, even the police. 
But turns out this woman does, and she didn't tell the police. Van Helsing asks for the address. Mm. Lucky bumped into her, isn't it? Oh, she bumped into him. Oh, she's looking for him. Yeah. All right, okay. At Johnny's place, he's hurriedly packing everything. Uh, uh, Occulty, yeah, I guess is the word. He, 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 Lots of black he's stuff. Packing his, he's packing his travel robes. Yeah, and various mm. candle holders and yeah. things you need. You know, nothing nothing practical. Imagine he got away on holiday and he got to where he's in, opened it up, and he's like, where's my underwear? <laughs> <laughs> I got candle holders. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, I gotta go shopping. Dracula's, you're not bunking with me. Yeah. Right. Not like that. Not in that state. Uh, Trust me. Van Helsing enters the place and confronts Johnny. So Johnny doesn't lock his door. You think He's the worst vampire ever. This yeah, guy, you think you'd he? lock your door when you're dealing with your occulty stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's my granddaughter? Johnny says he doesn't know, but Van Helsing grabs his hand and reveals the burnt cross in his skin. And she's going to give the bride away, shouts Alucard. Could Johnny say the word man any more times than what he does as well? He's very groovy. He is very groovy. Van Helsing throws an object at him but misses. And then he sees Johnny has fangs. Oh, and they fight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you say they fight. (laughs) Well, they push each other and there's a lot of rolling around. Push each other a bit, yeah. yeah. Sun glints through the windows. It's sunrise. Johnny stops fighting and looks at the coffin. But Van Helsing has somehow placed a Bible and a cross in the coffin, which I didn't see at any point. No, he throws it. Ah, he throws it. I must have missed he that. He throws it. Okay. Now, isn't that isn't that the vampire equivalent of taking a huge shit in someone's bed? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it would be, right? Because Johnny can't get back in. He, gr- he can't. He's not, he's not getting that. He grabs a knife and stabs Van Helsing in the shoulder. Yeah, what sort of vampire needs to use a knife? Uh, trainee. He's, yeah. he's only just been made a vampire. It's no excuse. Oh, well, sorry, Mr. Vampire Expert. Yeah. Oh, come on. What he does in a minute. But the sunrise is getting stronger and he drops the knife. Van Helsing picks up a mirror and shines a light on Johnny's face, making him crawl away into the bathroom, staggering, <laughs> shielding his eyes from the light. He accidentally pulls the covers to the glass roof, <laughs> revealing the sun's glare. He falls into the bathtub, knocking the shower on. The light and the running water start to melt him. Let's face it, he's a Frank Spencer of horror. <laughs> this bit always makes me laugh. He's like, he's like, he's like, he runs away from Van Helsing. He slips on a roller skate. He rolls down the street. <laughs> he grabs a bus. He falls on a bathtub. <laughs> he grabs a hand glider. He's flying through the air. <laughs> he's on a rocket. <laughs> It, it is exactly like that. It's so stupid. It really is. The way he falls into that shower just looks ridiculous. He stops the switching arm. Yeah. And he's going, No! Why am I so incompetent? <laughs> Knocking things on. And then, and then he pulls open the bathroom cabinet and garlic falls out on top of it. Why have I even got garlic? Oh, no! <laughs> And then he, yeah, his bathtub is full of steaks. <laughs> He's like, I don't understand my room. Oh. Yeah, it is bad. <laughs> it's amusing, though. It is, it is very amusing. Yeah. Where is Jessica? Screams Van Helsing. You'll never find her, screams Alucard back at him. The police arrive. 
mm. and entered a flat. And now there's a nice shot of the mirror on the floor with Van Helsing's reflection in it. Again, it's one of those shots, isn't it, that they throw in every so often that makes you go, oh, someone's actually thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just at these moments. They enter yeah. the bathroom and find Johnny Alcar dead in the bathtub. Van Helsing tells him that Dracula has his granddaughter somewhere. I still don't know why the church isn't the obvious place. Yes, I know. We'll forget okay. that. I mean, surely if she didn't know that his ancestor was buried there, he would know. It doesn't... Considering he's got a, a, a massive, great portrait of him in his study. But it doesn't matter. They, they all know about the church because Jessica told them that's where they went originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the church is... I, I don't get why he doesn't just say it. No, but okay. no, 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 no. He tells Inspector Murray that it's a diabolical revenge against his family because of Lawrence Van Helsing. It's a vendetta. Mm-hmm. And it's a what? It's a, van- a vendetta. Oh. Was that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> Let's assume it was and carry All on. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a vendetta. Yes, it yes. was a joke, Paul. Get his revenge by making it into one of them. Mm. Murray finally mentions the church and Van Helsing asks them to stay clear of it after sunset for one hour to give him time. Murray agrees, but after that he will have to go to the church. Yeah, yeah he just says, yeah, I suppose there's other leads I can look at. <laughs> well, he's like, you, well, because like, it's all to him. <laughs> all right, it's a possible answer that there is vampires but also it's bullshit right so mm. he's like mm-hmm. okay we can go with it but i'm not gonna storm a church and find out that i've been made a fool of mm. if i turn up in an hour and there's dead bodies and stakes and garlic everywhere then fine we're okay so i mm-hmm. think he's you know sensible yeah yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. so in daylight van helsing enters the church carrying the tools of his trade in a bag He's got he's got a big shovel. He did, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Never never face a vampire without a shovel. No. He sees Bob's body, finds bite marks on his neck. The body's just lying. He, see, he, he sees what Bob's body. Bob's body, yeah. All right. The okay. body of Bob. Bob's body. Yeah, yeah. Bob's body. Why? What's up? No, it, it, it's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? Bob's body. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> really? All right. Okay. He enters the church and discovers his granddaughter lying unconscious on the altar. He can't wake her. Nobody can, except Dracula. He replaces the cross necklace around her neck. Mm-hmm. He has to leave her, but not for long. He digs... Why do you say it like that? A dramatic tension. I don't know. You just sounded a bit sinister to me. <laughs> he had to leave her. Okay. <laughs> well, I did. He has to leave her, but not for long. Yeah, better. Yeah, right. Oh God, well, it's like it's like I'm Orson Welles and doing the P advert, and you're like directing me, <laughs> or I'm William Shatner, and you're. <laughs> well, tell me how you want me to do it. Oh, here we go. Uh, tell me, tell me what emotion you want, and I'll do it. I can do anything you want. Tell me. <laughs> he digs a hole. Sorry, Bill. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, Bill. Yeah. yeah. He digs a hole outside. And he lays crosses made from stakes on the ground and sharpens them as the sun sets. Now, this is a proper plan. Compared to what? <laughs> Compared to yeah, the way that he killed Johnny Alucard. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. This, this involves fault. Not a, not a comedy of errors on the uh, villain's part. 
I mean, clearly Dracula isn't going to just fuck up the way that Alucard did, is It'd he? It'd be cool, though, if he did. <laughs> Actually, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does, kind <laughs> he of, does. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Van Helsing has built a trap, a pit filled with stakes mm-hmm. and covered it with grass and twigs. Mm-hmm. Inside the church, Dracula appears. He does. Jessica wakes, but she's still under Dracula's spell. Dracula sees the cross around her neck. He reaches out for it. And let's be honest, he has a sneaky grope while he's pulling the cross off. <laughs> he does it. He looks like he's fumbling around when really he's just copping a bit yeah, of a feel, it looks isn't like he? It. it burns yeah. his hand and he flings it aside and he goes to bite her neck when Count Dracula shouts Van Helsing, Look on me. Look on me and remember. All right. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Dracula remembers the fact the carriage and him being staked by the wheel and he recognises the kin of Van Helsing mm-hmm. and he goes after him. As Dracula approaches him, Van Helsing backs away. You would play your brains against mine, against me who has commanded nations, says Dracula. Van Helsing runs up a spiral... That, 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 that's a little homage to uh, the book, by the way. It is? It's in the book? The Bram Stoker novel, yeah. Oh, it's been a while mm-hmm. since I read the book, so I didn't... Remember that? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's good. Mm. Van Helsing runs up a spiral staircase chased by Dracula. He reaches the top and throws a chair at Dracula. Because, you know, vampires, they don't they don't like chairs, apparently. <laughs> they don't like chairs, no, yeah. No, any kind of seating apparatus. Stools. <laughs> really, really hate stools. You know. Well, let's face it. Whenever you ever seen Dracula sit down? That is true. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. they can't do mm-hmm. it. Same. Yeah. He just knocks it aside. Van Helsing pulls out a dagger and stabs Dracula, and he falls off the balcony to the floor. Now Jessica, brainwashed by Dracula, approaches him. Don't touch him, shouts Van Helsing, but she can't hear his words. He runs down the steps, but it's too late. She has removed the dagger. And the way that the way that Dracula looks at Van Helsing afterwards, he's like, <laughs> you're fucked, mate. <laughs> Isn't Pretty it? He's much, got this yeah, look on yeah, his face. Yeah. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Van Helsing runs out of the church and Dracula chases him. And then, stupidly, Van Helsing <laughs> knocks over his own trap, revealing the stakes. Mm. But Van Helsing throws the holy water that he took from the church over Dracula's face. Dracula screams and falls into the pit. Stakes. <laughs> now, it's all a bit slapdash, isn't it? It is a little, like, comedic, right? <laughs> It's a bit weird. It is. It's not as comedic as uh, Johnny Alucard's death, but it's still... Uh, it's a bit silly. It is, yeah. Mm. It's nice to see them fighting each other, though. Um, As a fan. As a fan. As a fan. Of, 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 yeah. yeah, to see the two come up against each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Van Helsing then slices him with a shovel... Mm-hmm. Jessica screams as a psychic connection is broken. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. All right, you're welcome. Dracula's body starts to decompose as Jessica runs to her grandfather and hugs him. Oh, you, you missed the, the spur. We have a spurter as well, don't we? We get a bit of Kensington gore coming through the spikes. We do, yeah. Yeah, it's spurting out all over the place. We do, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so his body starts to decompose and she runs to her grandfather and hugs him. Dracula turns into bones and then vanishes. 
Van Helsing covers Jessica with his jacket and then Requisent Impachi Ultima. Uh, what? Rest in peace forever or some shit. Can't remember. Yeah. And we get that up on the screen, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. It's like, oh, Grand Fervor and your catchphrases. <laughs> do you think that, that, that when they did that, it was like it was supposed to be the last one? Well, it's, yeah, rest in final peace is what it says. Right? Mm-hmm. But, oh, no, we get another one. <laughs> we got one more in us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then we get a final shot of the gravestone and then the credits roll. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, what did you think of Dracula AD 1972? Well, you know I'm a massive hammer fan, don't you? You love hammers. In fact, you like any kind of tool. Blunt, blunt instrument, yeah. yes. Um, I go through phases. After I go through phases of liking this movie and hating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find it at times painfully embarrassing. Christopher Lee's hardly in it, which is always a a, a, a a big minus in my book. And even at the time, I think we said this before, it must have felt a bit old hat against all the slasher movies that people like Wes Craven and Dario Argento were putting out at the time. Mm. But on this viewing, I quite enjoyed it. I have to say I enjoyed the funky soundtrack. I thought on the whole, it was shot far better than it deserved. I like the seventies copper stuff, you know, or, or Corbin army governor and all that business. That was all good. You know, you, you, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I was was going to say something, but I won't. Um, And of course, Peter Cushing's just fantastic in it. He always is. I I quite enjoyed the climax as well. I thought that was well done. It's nice to see them fighting each other. Is it a hammer classic? No, it's not. Is it better than Scars of Dracula? Yes, it is. (laughs) Okay. Is it a hit? No, but today it is. So I'm going to say it is. Oh, interesting. For me today, if you if if I watched it tomorrow, maybe it wouldn't be. But at this moment in time, it's a hit for me. Yes, I enjoyed it. Okay. So, what did you find painfully embarrassing? You know, Daddy O's speech, okay. all that kind of stuff. You know, and the hippie stuff. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit cringeworthy. I'm I'm pretty sure it probably was back then as well. Yeah, possibly, possibly. So go on. What did you think? So I didn't have a problem with the. Uh with the painfully embarrassing bits. Cause to me, it was like, it was supposed to be contemporary, but it's almost like a period piece again to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem you had with Christopher Lee not being in it, I didn't really notice until you mentioned it. Now it never occurred mm-hmm. to me in the film that he wasn't really in it. It was mm-hmm. shot better than I thought. I liked the police procedural stuff and I liked Murray's character. And this is going to shock you, Paul, but this is my favorite Hammer film so far. I really enjoyed this film. Wow. I thought it yeah. I thought it moved along at a really quick pace. I enjoyed the investigation side of it. And I know that it's the people don't like this film, except Kim Newman, British critic. He likes mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Also, I read mm-hmm. it's one of Tim Burton's favorite films. I can see that. I can see. But I can see why regardless you... of all that, I I enjoyed this film, and for me, it's a hit. I didn't see that coming. So at some point, we'll have to do the sequel. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Fantastic. Well, that's on that bombshell. I'm 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 
floored, to be honest. <laughs> I almost feel like staggering back into a into a shower and um... <laughs> roller skating. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be good if he'd grabbed the shower curtain and then the rings had just popped off one after the other. <laughs> So in our next episode, we're staying with the 70s and we're getting funky with the grooviest highway patrol when we take a look at the American cop show, Chips. Oh, I love chips. Yeah, yeah. What, actual chips? <laughs> take your pick. Okay. I, I, I threw that in there for you. I thought, where's he going to go with it? <laughs> no work. <laughs> <laughs> What well, we're going to look at the uh, the pilot episode of Chips, aren't we? Mm. And then sort of loosely discuss the uh, the series. It's going to be a new one for me because I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. So. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Forward to that. But if you're not happy about us doing Chips and you'd like to suggest a film or TV show, then you can send an email to retrospection at email dot com. You could also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter at retrospecy, and on Instagram at retrospection podcast, all one word. And please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen. You can also hear the themes and songs from the films and shows we review at our Spotify playlist. And finally. If you'd like to help keep our old episodes online and help new ones coming along, then you can lower our server costs by supporting us via patreon.com forward slash retrospection, and that will keep the adverts away. Thank you to our current Patreon supporters and make sure another month goes by that Paul doesn't have to train day and night in a desperate attempt to get sponsorship by becoming the world's number one pogo champion. Because, let's face it, his life is already filled with ups and downs. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.